What are you about to ask me? You don't even have a big, big thing. I do. I have. Look at all these notes. Hey, wow, you have a lot of kids right Yeah. What's the problem? I'm prepared. I just, I don't know. Because one of your kids listens to my podcast. What kid? I don't know. The other, yes, the other day I came in and um, she walked up to me and she said, you look good. And I was like, what? She was like, you look good. Your podcast. How old is this child? I don't know. Welcome to You Look Good. My name is Abraham Alvarado. Welcome to a podcast where we laugh and have deep conversations while lifting each other up. Today, I'm joined by an owner of South Austin Elite, a wife and mother of three, and a three-time world champion, Karen. (laughs) World-renounced. You're not supposed to lie to people. Oh, no. Two truths and a lie. Right. For those of you who don't know, Aaron was my competitive cheer coach um, in high school. We'll get to that later. But first, as you know, we have to play an icebreaker. See how that rhymed? It's cute. Thank you. Notes. Notes, guys. Today, we are playing Never Have I Ever. Okay. <laughs> When's the last time you've played this game? I have never played this game. You've never played this game? Nope. I avoid this game at all costs. It's not anything crazy. But it's you, Abraham. So, yeah. So, 10 fingers, you don't have to put up 10 fingers. What does that mean? Like, so, pretty much, you put up 10 fingers, and every time you you have done it, you put one down. Okay. But we'll, you put don't... A, we'll put a red mark okay. on the paper. So, there's 10 that I have on, and then, yeah, okay. we'll see what we end up with. And I feel like I can get you out on 10. What does that mean? Is that good or bad? That's bad. So, if you have all zero, like, if you end up with zero. And I've never done those things? Yeah. Okay. Never have I ever threw up inside of a vehicle. I have. Okay, so yeah, so that's a strike. Okay. So like that's like you putting your finger down. Okay, my finger's down. Let's just say that I <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Never have I ever faked having a conversation on the phone. How do you fake having a conversation? Like, you know, like when people are Oh, like, I've definitely done that. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, um... every stoplight. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody. Never have I ever lied about liking someone's food. I have lied about that. See, I feel like I can get you. (laughs) Never have I ever fallen asleep at a bar. I have never done that. Mm, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Never have I ever had an out-of-body experience. Like demons? No, more like, um, so what I was thinking is like, whenever like you're sleeping and like you feel like your body like like you're meditating no like your body comes out of you and you're like doing i don't know an out-of-body experience where like you're still you still feel like you're in your body but like you're doing something else i don't think i've had that experience maybe um never have i ever ghosted somebody i have never ghosted somebody oh dang it really never have i ever laughed while someone was crying all the time. <laughs> All the time. Never have I ever woke up somewhere and didn't know where I was. I have never done that. Dang. You're less wild than I thought you were. Why would you think I was wild? I don't know. You're crazy. Yeah. Never have I ever used a significant other's toothbrush. I have definitely done that on accident. Mm. On accident. Definitely done that. 
Never on purpose. <laughs> Never have I ever lost big money gambling. My big money for me is like $20, so I have definitely lost some money gambling. That's fair. I've never even been gambling. More than I should have, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. What was I at? I don't know. I think we lost count. But I didn't get you, so... The point of the game is to, like, get the person out. Mm. So I know um, you're my cheer coach, but I feel like I don't know much about you. All I know is pretty much that you went, you were an LBJ, LBJ cheerleader in high school mm -hmm. and that you worked at Red Lobster at some point. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Share some stories from your youth. Let's take me back to like the 1940s. I hate you. How, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how was that? Like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, what? Like how young? I don't know. I, wherever, I, wherever you want to go. To be real, and I blame cheerleading for this, I think I had too many concussions, Ooh. but I don't remember a lot of my childhood. I have that one. That was one of my questions. I was like, sometimes people don't really remember. I really don't. Like, I can't remember my mom. I can't remember my dad. Uh, I remember my brothers because, you know, we were always together, but mm -hmm. I can't rem like when I was little, little elementary school, can't remember it. Do you remember any of like your favorite like uh, childhood TV shows? Okay. So I wasn't allowed to watch TV because my parents were super strict. We watched Full House. Mm -hmm. You know, the good uh, family Friday night shows. Yeah. We were able to do that on Fridays. But TV daily, we were not allowed to do that. Dang. Saturday morning. Cartoons? cartoons. Well, I don't really like cartoons. My brothers watched them. I never really did. Mm. But they were allowed to. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. A question. True or false? When I think about my childhood, there are periods of times that I do not remember. A lot. Yeah. yeah. What about high school? High school? Yeah. I remember mostly. Yeah. What were you like in high school? Very, very quiet. Dang it. <laughs> you want me <laughs> to be crazy? Yes. I did nothing crazy in high school. You didn't go to parties or anything? I did. I was the designated driver. Okay. Yeah. Everyone needs one. I feel like everybody invited me. I was the cheer captain. I felt like I was like part of everything because I played softball. I did band. I did cheerleading. I had a job. Like I did everything. So I was like in with everybody. But I was definitely invited to parties to be the designated driver. Like that's was 100% clear. Were, yeah, were... I drove a Suburban. <laughs> I was the designated driver. Dang. And the next question was, what is your craziest blackout story? But no blackout story. I definitely have a drunk story. But I wouldn't say I really blacked out. Can we hear the drunk story? So I didn't drink until I was 21. Okay. Responsible. <laughs> Never had one sip. But on my 21st birthday, everybody decided to take me out to eat. So we went to Bennigan's. doesn't exist anymore. Do you know like 298 and 183 where the Applebee's is? Mm. At by Reagan High School and all that? No. Well, there was a big Bennigan's and they took me out to dinner. And because it was everybody's first time watching me drink, everybody bought me drinks. Well, yeah. And I, yeah, I don't remember the rest of the night. Like. I know we went to a comedy club. I know we went to Dave and Buster's. You went to a comedy club and Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Oh, it started early. It started like six. This is my 21st birthday. My friend got us a limo. I remember being in the limo singing um, the guy that got in trouble for like being weird with little girls. R. Kelly. Oh, R. Kelly. <laughs> uh, remix to Ignition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we sung that on repeat the entire night. Dang. And that was my biggest drunk story, I think. Were you ever called something that you like kind of kind of hurt a little bit? 
like a name. Yeah. In high school. I was not bullied for sure, but I was, I also kind of knew my role. Mm-hmm. I didn't put my place, didn't put myself in a position to get bullied. I went to LBJ. So it was, it was a science academy back then, but it was also regular LBJ. So uh, mostly black community. Um, so you definitely, I didn't get in the way of anybody. I didn't stand in front of anybody I wasn't supposed to. I kind of stayed out of the way and with, you know, the groups of people that I did know, like softball and band and all them. So were you high in your class? No, oh. no. So I went to the science academy uh, from Mendez Middle School. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's on. East. <laughs> yeah. Dove Springs. <laughs> four, four. But I was top of the class there, but that education was shitty. So then by the time I went to the science academy, I was not at the top of my class. Like everybody else that went to the science academy was in Keeling and, you know, all the other Fulmar. magnet schools. Yeah. Fulmar was there too. Okay. Yeah, Fulmar. My first day in high school, we w- it was chemistry, and the teacher was asking questions, like words I had never even heard in my life. And these <laughs> kids were just answering these questions like, mm. like I failed most of my freshman year. I didn't get to play softball that year. It was a lot because I I wasn't prepared for high school at all. I got in because my grades were high at Mendez, yeah. but I was not prepared for the science academy. So now I think I graduated with like a 3-2 or something, and I was like top 50% of my class. Mm-hmm. Everybody else had like a 4-5, a 4-2. Like it was, yeah, I was not up there for sure. What about college? Um, so right out of high school, I, I got a provisional acceptance to UT for the summer. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you get to take four classes, um, to see if you can get in basically. But I literally hated every minute of it. I hated it. I couldn't ever find parking. Yeah. It was hot. That's what I'm scared of. Oh, I'm starting the job on Monday. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm sc- well, they actually said parking is provided, but I can oh, see, good. I can see that. I mean, just parking, yeah. I wasn't prepared, like trying to find parking, trying to trying get to, to find class. The class yeah. I put my classes close together because why wouldn't you? But you can't do that at UT. You have to have like an hour in between classes just to get mm-hmm. to class and get out of the last class. And move. I mean, there were hundreds of people in these classes. I couldn't move around. I, I did not make it past provisional at UT. Um, after that, I went to ACC. But again, I couldn't stop drawing cheerleading stuff on my papers. So yeah, I just kept it at that. When does Caleb come into play? Uh, I was working at Chili's and I met Caleb's dad and um, we got married about a year after we met and had Caleb right away. Was he planned? No, definitely not planned, but also not not planned. Yeah. I think like with my Catholic childhood, I always was supposed to be a wife and a mother and have kids and multiple children and you get married and you have kids. That was like a natural progression. So it wasn't out of the realm of possibility for me we just didn't really think it was going to happen that fast yeah what was your reaction i was excited um my dad said what did you do that for oh (laughs) so it was that no nobody else seemed very excited about it just because i was pretty young i was 23 and again i wasn't in college i wasn't i was just working at Chili's, so of course you Parents are always wondering how you're going to support yourself. How are you going to, yeah, support a kid? That kind of thing. But how stressed were you about the kid? Yeah, I was not stressed about the kid. I was stressed about the marriage, but I was okay. not stressed about the kid. I have been around kids my entire life, so having a kid was very normal. I I'm definitely more comfortable around kids than I am adults. Mm-hmm. So I never thought I was going to have an issue with Caleb, and I never did. He's he's 
literally the perfect child. How soon after did you guys um, separate? Caleb was like one and a half. So oh, okay. Very early. He wasn't even really talking yet. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, very soon. Well, because um, seeing him like get dropped off at the gym and like see, he yeah. was going, I thought for some reason I thought he was going through that because I was going through that the same time when your parents um, were getting married. Yeah, like when I was when I was at the gym, my parents were getting divorced. How old was Caleb when you were at? The gym? I don't know. He was still little, like kindergarten little, or like no, that little. Like no, no, no. I just remember seeing the drop off situation all the time. Yeah, and I was going through the same thing, so I thought like it was recent. Yeah. Um, I found out very quickly that I did not want to be married and ended to the specific quickly. person or. Yes. Course. Do you? I mean, I guess the, my question doesn't make sense, but if you want to elaborate on it, I just thought that me and Caleb were like kind of going through it at the same time. But did you ever ask him or like speak to him about how he handled it and his point of view of everything? But I guess he didn't really because it was early on, right? Right. He never really knew us together, which was mm -hmm. cool. And that actually was the main reason why I pushed for the divorce so fast. Is because I didn't want him to know. I wanted whatever his life was going to be to be his life. And that's how he always knew it. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I've seen a lot of kids with divorced parents and they're not happy and it wasn't fun for them. And it, yeah. I, I wanted him to never know that ever. So as soon as I realized that it was time for me to go, we were out of there. And he doesn't say anything about how it's affected him or anything. So. <laughs> and you don't have to speak on him, but like. I will, we will go into detail, but this past Christmas. Mm -hmm. At my house, I had everybody over, all the cheerleaders, everybody like we normally do. Uh, we ended up talking till like four in the morning about how he felt about oh. us being separated and just his childhood. He has never spoken to me about that before, but that just happened this past Christmas. So that's good. It was really cool. It was neat. I yeah. think that was probably the first time I talked to him as an adult adult, mm -hmm. you know, because he's already 18. Yeah. Yeah. He's out of the house. Yeah. He felt comfortable talking to me about it. And mm -hmm. I don't think he ever really felt comfortable talking to me about it before so yeah it's hard i have i have difficult conversations with my parents too about which is crazy because i feel they're... like i'm pretty open yeah yeah i'm I sure your, yeah. your mom and yeah well my mom and my dad are different than you yeah i <laughs> i feel like if i like, actually never met your parents yeah i I'm pretty sure you have they pretty sure i haven't they went to competitions and they went to the gym did you introduce me or were they just some random people standing around that they were just garage people <laughs> standing around the garage <laughs> Um, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. How much of that is true to the girls? I mean, if you ask them, <laughs> if you ask them, I'm a regular mom. I feel like you're a cool mom. What does it mean, cool? I don't know. I just feel like you're, well, I mean, I guess I'm just comparing it to my parents. My parents are lame. They don't do much. You're more of like, like artistic and yeah, but I think when you grow up with that, it's not as cool. You know? Like what? you take it for granted kind of. Like this is always how I am and this is always what we do. So they're probably like, oh, we have to go to the park again. Oh, we have to paint again. Like I would love that. Yeah, but you didn't have it. They have it all the time, so they don't see it as like cool at all. Oh, I see, I see. I mean, Ari does, but she's only two. Anything I do is cool, but <laughs> he says more on the lines of can't we just sit around? Really? Do nothing. <laughs> We go to cheerleading. Um, what do you think the key is to a successful marriage and having a family? And this is actually pretty good questions because 
like I'm having a lot of friends starting to build their family and it's like my age. So it would be interesting to find right. out. Uh, 26. Uh, turning 27, but I already have a lot of friends like getting married, having kids. What do you think? I thought about this before, and I think that I'm not even really sure how to say this the right way, but if something major happens in your day and the person you're with is not the first person you want to tell about that part of that day with you, then it's probably not going to work out. No. So, I mean, even something insignificant, like someone pushed you in the grocery store. You know how you would like call up your best friend and be like, can you believe this happened to me? If your partner's not that person, I've noticed you you go outside of the marriage a lot, not in like infidelity, but in mental Mm -hmm. infidelity. Like if if your partner's not the first person you want to tell everything to, the stupid stuff, the cool stuff, the bad stuff, the happy stuff, if that's not your partner and that's your best friend instead, then you're, you're going outside of that marriage and you're taken away from that mental side that really needs to be there in order for it to last. Because mm-hmm. all the other stuff will go away, but the mental stuff will not yeah. go away. You know? Hello. Hello, Lauren's joining the podcast. What's up, Prince? On mm-hmm. air. Say hello to the podcast. What's up, podcast friends? <laughs> I think it's like the best for anything. Yeah. For sure. If you don't have that, it's not happening. Uh, what are you convinced people are pretending to enjoy? Life. <laughs> Life. That's, that's funny. I mean, everybody's like, I don't know. Live, it's, laugh, love. Yeah, it seems fake. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Going out to eat and like posting pictures of drinks and like all that stuff. I've actually stopped posting on Facebook recently uh, kind of because of that. Like, I'm not. I'm just happy. Like I'm happy and I don't have to post it and I don't have to say it. And I don't, I, I am because I am. Yeah. And I think people fake life a lot. Like That's today was the best day ever. I had a drink and then I saw me brain and did it. Like, but are you happy in the days when you don't get to do that? Yeah. Are you happy internally when you don't see anybody that day mm-hmm. or when nobody reaches out to you to say hi? Like, are you still happy? Like that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You kind of sparked something in me. Speaking yeah. of spark. <laughs> oh God. Let's talk cheer. How you ruined my life with Spark. Do you still drink it? No. It's like I need something right now. Yeah, I was like, what are you? Oh, really? Mm -hmm. It's still around. About a year ago. Like I was drinking it from that time until like about a year ago. Dang. Yeah, it's still around. It's Avicare. It's always going to be around. Remember how? Quality products. How many times people, I'm sure it's like good for you, but how many times people, including me, would fake that like we were having like a an attack a heart attack i mean i think it's the caffeine because it's you know just like an energy drink like if you drink an energy drink really fast mm-hmm. you feel it you feel it really yeah. fast and as a as a teenager or a kid when you do that it feels like a whole extra high and a whole extra I know. Like, uppity. I, I thought i was on drugs yeah but you were you were always like <laughs> you're also like grow up yeah deal with it what has been your favorite part about this journey from where you started to where you are now i i think it's cool that i've never been like and i told you so person but i can be now like i've from the time i graduated high school i became a cheer coach and from that time i said i was going to own a cheerleading gym and i did Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are like that's not a normal dream that's not a normal thing what does that even mean nobody even knew what cheerleading was competitive cheerleading wasn't even super huge back then yeah um so nobody even really knew what it was so for my family and people you know with real jobs 
Wow. I don't think they ever, yeah, I think they really understood what I meant, but it's cool to be able to like look back and be like, ha, huh, I did it. Cool. I set out to do something and I did it, no what, matter how weird it was for somebody else. You know? Which has been your favorite gym? What, being a part of? No, gym, like the place. A <laughs> building? Yeah. This one? <laughs> 100%. I like the garage. I think the garage sparked something in everybody because at that time it was, again, something that people hadn't had before. Mm-hmm. So it was their place of sanctuary. It was their place to go to, to just kind of hang. It was a kind of a hangout place, you know, yeah. but also to do stuff. But it was a sanctuary for a lot of people and it was cool that it, it could be that, you know. And you saw that? Oh, yeah. This is a sanctuary for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I was by myself at the time with Caleb and it was a place that he liked to be. And it was, I mean, I, I, that's, that's, if I didn't run a gym, I'd probably run some sort of community center or something. Like I like that. I like teenagers and kids having somewhere to go just to be where they don't have to feel pressure to be anybody weird or do anything different. They can just be, you know? Do you think there are two different styles of coaching from, well, how has your coaching evolved or changed? There are a lot of different styles. <laughs> Let me tell you. When I first started, I didn't coach young kids. We didn't. Oh, yeah. I feel like it was. It was all teenagers. So mm-hmm. just that in itself, like going from coaching teenagers to coaching younger kids, you have to evolve because you just can't. They won't respond the same at all. You cannot coach a 16-year-old the same way. You can coach an 8-year-old the same way. You can coach a 3-year-old. It's all different. So learning those different types of coaching has definitely been something interesting. What pissed you off the most about me? Laziness. <laughs> laziness i i one of the things that will irritate me to no end no end whether it's someone in cheerleading or someone that has a job or someone that is a mom or dad or anything is when someone has potential and they don't rise to it was it the tumbling because i felt like i kind of killed it on the stunning it was the work ethic okay it was work ethic like i felt like you could have been a lot better than you were but you never believe that. And it was frustrating for me as a coach because I thought I could get you there. Mm-hmm. And I think you did feel that confidence at certain points. But I always felt like if you felt that confidence every day, you would be a lot further along in your progress. Whether it be tumbling or we actually win a competition or something, <laughs> like mm-hmm. whatever it was, like I felt like if I could have been better for you, that you would have had more confidence and you could have gotten further in what you wanted to do with cheerleading, which I wasn't sure back then what you wanted to do. But I think you used like, I'm tired or I don't feel like it or it's hard or whatever, like as an excuse to maybe not be great. Okay. But maybe that was just my interpretation of it. No, I I'll take that. I wanted you to be better than you wanted you to be, I felt like. But okay. that's literally every teenager I've ever coached, <laughs> honestly, at this point. There's very few that have been like oh wow i'm good at this and i'm going to continue to try hard at this like most of the time by the time people get to be teenagers they're just they got other stuff on their mind you yeah know? they don't really want to do cheerleading as much as they did when they were uh i guess you kind of answered that already is there any characteristics you see in an athlete that make you proud i guess i guess you kind of just answered it yeah but more importantly like i love to watch other people coach other people okay. like i love it when you know a girl that I know for a fact took five years to get a back handspring goes around and helps somebody with a back handspring. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool to me that like, if you can teach it, I Passing feel like, it on, right? yeah, you pass it on and you really mastered it because now you can teach it. Like that's uh, the world of cheer has become more and more competitive. And with social media, sometimes it's a scary place. Have you talked to Elisa about any of that, such as like comparing or body shaming, bullying, or do you I think she's yet. still young? She's still pretty young. How do you think that conversation is going to go? 
It's going to be wild, dude. Oh, it's going to be wild. She is naturally caring by heart, so that's good. Like, she's not, she is a very talented kid, uh, naturally, like, physically talented. What I have spoken to her about is being humble. And uh, she would never bully someone to be mean, but sometimes her natural ability makes it seem like she's being a bully. Like, try three back handsprings with me. Girl, oh. I can barely do a forward roll. Mm. Like, it seems like bragging and it seems like where she could be, like, big headed, but really she's just six and she wants her friend to do back handsprings with her, you yeah. know, but her friend is not doing that yet, you know. Mm. So I have talked to her about that, like, just because they can't do a back handspring yet or just because, you know, like do something else with them. Like, mm-hmm. why don't y'all do roundoffs together? Why don't you like do stretch. something else? Stretch. Like there's a thousand things you could like more the humble. Yeah. I've been talking to her about being humble and being kind and being not boastful and not, you know, that. But the social media, I mean, she's had an Instagram now since she was little, um, you know, where I've posted all of her progress and I'm sure someday that's going to be hers and yeah. we'll see what she does with it. <laughs> and she likes it. She does like it. She, yeah. She likes to twerk. We've <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> she doesn't know why it's inappropriate, but she does know it's inappropriate. And you just kind of. I'm just leaving it at that until she we're leaving more it about at, life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're sick. You should not be twerking. Stop it. Okay. Uh, that's all I've got for cheer. Is 30s really the best years of your life? Yeah. I would say so. How so? Except that, you know, I'm 40. Well, I'm just saying. Okay. So or, you're saying it's all downhill for me? Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, you were burned into that <clears throat> in the 40s, right? Yeah. 1940? 1943. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's just a question. Yeah, no, I, I actually really did like my 30s. 30s was cool because everything that you happened in your 20s or that you did wrong or whatever, you were able to fix in your 30s, you know? And you feel more of, you think you're an adult in your 20s? Yeah. You're not really an adult to your, well, really to your doing adult things, but. That usually happens in your 30s. Plus, you feel confident about where you are in life and where you're not looking at like what your parents want you to do anymore or what, you know, your friends are doing. Like, you know, by then, most of your college friends have died out or gone oh. somewhere else. <laughs> you know, I don't mean died, but, you know, yeah, you're not looking at your college friends and what they are doing. You're kind of you're in your 30s and you're doing your own thing. So it's more liberating. It's way more fun. Are you in touch with a bunch of your friends from back in the day? No, no. Do you have any advice of friendships dying out through time? But it's okay. Doesn't matter. But it's okay. It's okay. Like old people use Facebook. I know. Yeah. So and my Facebook friends with a lot of people from high school. Yeah, of course. But I, the friendships that I had in high school were really meaningful and really significant. And I'm pretty confident that like at any point in time, I could call them and be like, "Hey, do you want to hang out?" And they would be like, "Yes." You know, I didn't have a lot of drama. I didn't create a lot of drama. I didn't talk about anybody behind their back or anything. So the coolest thing is that even though your friendships die out, that doesn't mean y'all won't get back together in another phase of life or that you won't end up coaching their kids someday. True. You know, so friendships come back around and just because they die out for a short period of time doesn't mean that that's forever. You know, it's just for what people are going through in that moment. What is the biggest risk you've ever taken what like a physical risk like a mental risk like a step out of the box what it's up to you i mean definitely dropping out of college and choosing to do cheerleading as a career it's it's not a money-filled career but it's you know fulfilling but that's i mean my whole family was college and go to work and go to school and you know yeah so choosing to step outside of that box was definitely a risk for sure when have you felt most like yourself um like a time period or like a like a time period i will say like our 10-year reunion was canceled because of no sorry 20-year reunion was canceled because of covid during like you know a reunion time or if you go like 
go back to a football game and see old people. Like mm-hmm. I will say that was the most me I ever was, was probably in high school. Yeah. Like back to the roots, back to the, the fun and talking to everybody and, and just being part of something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but anytime I'm around any of those people, I definitely feel the most me, you know? Yeah. What about every day? Is it coming to the gym? Yeah. Coaching for sure. Yeah. There's no, I'm not comfortable doing really anything else but coaching. So what does your life look like before this, before you coming into the gym? Daily what is life. Yeah. What is life before? Okay. Okay. So I get zero <laughs> sleep. Um, recently Ari decided she's a night owl. So we stay awake all night and toss and turn and do that. I take Issa to school early in the morning. We get up at six. When I come back home, Ari's actually usually asleep. So I get to do housework, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully somebody wants to go to lunch because <laughs> I'm starving by then. <laughs> um, or or Dario wakes up and we get to go to lunch. We we get to go to lunch a lot. So that's super fun. He works at night. So yeah, our daytime is kind of our time to hang out. So if he doesn't have anywhere to be or I don't have anywhere to be, we're definitely hanging out together, which is cool. But always with Aria. Is that a good, I mean, I'm assuming it's been working. You love that. That's a good schedule for you guys. Could be better for sure. Mm-hmm. like if he works during the day i work at night so yeah what is that really you know mm-hmm. but when you're a bar he's a bartender so when you're a bartender and you work at night you work till oh, 2 a.m 4 a.m I mean, yeah by the time you're getting out of there and you're getting food because that's dinner for you mm-hmm. you know you're not getting home till 4 a.m you know every night i'm waking up at six so <laughs> we definitely miss each other in that part like being able to go to sleep together at night i mean when you have a strong relationship none of that really matters i know you guys seem so happy and i know you guys are we are actually really happy. It's not fake. It's real. It's not Facebook fake. It's not Facebook fake. Although it seems like that way. <laughs> so, Every time I feel like I really am called to make a post and I make a post, I'm like, people are going to think I'm lying. Like, this is nobody believes love's actually like this. <laughs> this is stupid. But it is, I promise, guys. It really is. It really does feel normal and it really does feel that happy and it really does feel that good. And and it really can happen. Yeah. I think that's what most people, it would never happen for me, but it can. It's, it's a lot of work. We put a lot of work into it. Hopefully I have that one day. Someday. NCA week. This week. It's here. I saw this TikTok today. For NCA, wear comfortable shoes. Mm-hmm. Stay hydrated. Pack your patience. Walk with purpose. Walk with purpose. Take it all in, you guys. This is not the weekend to treat like just any other cheer competition. If you go into it with the purpose of taking it in and making an experience, it might be an experience that you will never forget or that your athlete will never forget. For NCA. <laughs> I agree. Um, what are you expecting this week? So I don't ever expect anything. Fair. <laughs> I really don't. I learned that a long time ago. <laughs> but more than anything, I. You know what I really like? And I think that was probably my favorite thing about you guys and your generation of cheerleaders is like the awe of higher level cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Like that, like, that's Gabby Butler. Oh. And that's like, I love it. Like, I think yeah. it's so cute. I think it's so cool to have idols like that. that do, like, mm-hmm. I don't idols your age, idols of doing things that you're attainable to do. Mm-hmm. Not like a basketball player loving Michael Jordan. Like, that's a, that's an extreme. Like, mm-hmm. he's. Super, super. But for cheerleading, you know, they pretty much max out in high school or a little bit after high school. Like that is attainable for y'all. And like to see, you know, teenagers looking at these top gun athletes like, yeah, like that's it's a it's a cool experience because that's the closest they are to celebrities, you mm-hmm. know, cheer liberty, cheer liberties. 
but like hearing all stories about like going to get autographs and <laughs> bumping into people randomly and taking photos like it's cheesy but it was super cute like, yeah it's cool to see the kids care like that because that's really the whole, nca is one of the only times they get all see every, all pretty much that. everybody yeah yeah, I remember my first NCA. It was. Did you get the autographs and everything? No, I got pictures. I didn't get autographs. Who'd you get? Uh, Stephanie Sims. She's uh, Lady Bullets. I was always in like the that category of like off brands. No, they were uh they were um California. Oh. Yeah, they were California all stars. But I was like, I love like all the small senior girls. Why do you think I just, that is? Huh? Why do you think you like small senior versus large senior? I don't, well, I like senior elite, but I don't know. I just, I th- I'll see the vision better with smaller teams versus bigger teams. Yeah. I don't know where to look when I see like big teams. Yeah. I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, was it because you were on a small co-ed? Maybe. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. So you're not expecting anything? You just no, wanna... I, I will say our senior team has been scoring really high at competition, which is cool higher than normal and being consistent with it and our mini team is doing the same our mini team is really up there elisa's team um they're actually scoring really high so i'm curious to see you know most of the time when i took lone start nca we weren't really scoring that great going into that competition so i kind of knew we were where we were going to fit in but with these two teams at least they're scoring high so it's it's going to be interesting to see where they fit in in the ranking of the country you know yeah whatever they're going against okay bro this one well hello Hey, y'all. Hey, love you, bye. She's taking over the best friend role, and it's pretty annoying, I gotta say. Okay. Are there any tips that you can think of for me to keep this podcast growing? Be consistent. Okay. Make sure, even if you don't feel like doing one, you do one. Like, try to push yourself in that way. Like, coming up with new things to talk about and new things to even if they're not new to other people, but they're new to you, like keep yeah. your brain stimulated and like, how do I, how do I stop from asking the same questions to everybody? Not necessarily the same questions, but like, yeah, that's good. Like when I run out of questions, what do you mean? Like the, with a new person? Yeah. I just don't ever want it to be the same episode. Yeah. Over and over and over. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I mean, you got to remember that everybody's, different different and they come from a different background and mm-hmm. i mean you did some of that already but like some of the questions you said of like how like how did you grow up or what did you grow up like and and from that take pieces of that you know mm-hmm. pieces or or ask pre-questions you know that's always good because then not like a pre-interview but you're like this is what we're going to talk about this this, and this and kind of have like that pre-interview thing okay. and then maybe some of those questions will spark other ones Okay. You're like, oh, I should put that in there. Oh, or, you know, like when you go back and listen to this later, you might be like, oh, I should have asked her more about that. I probably will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's a given. So maybe just a pre-interview or a, I don't know. You could also ask other people, like if you know, like let's say you're going to talk to your high school teacher. Oh. You could be like, oh. I was going to ask Aaliyah what to ask you, but I heard some okay. but What to ask you? Well, no, I didn't ask her because she told me that she quit. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm sad that she quit. I think there could have been a different way. But again, that goes back to everybody being a different person. What she's willing to take mm-hmm. as a person is not going to be what I'm willing to take. Like, I, there is nothing or anybody that's going to take me out of cheerleading. Yeah. That's who I am. 
that's this is what I've chosen to do for my life. You know, Aaliyah's got other things going on. Mm-hmm. She's she's got a good career ahead of her in social media and all of that other stuff she wants to do, even cheerleading. Mm-hmm. She she could she could do that if she wanted to, but I, I wish she didn't quit. But it is what it is. Well, that's all I've got. Other than these little affirmation cards that I do at the end. Mm. I don't know what affirmation cards are. But like, you is smart. You is Mm -hmm. flexible. (laughs) (laughs) Something you pick and you can keep this card. I know you're painting, but just point. Like a tarot card is tarot cards. I don't just No, no, no. It's not a tarot card. And then just. I gotta read it? Yeah, read it out loud. Today I choose. Today I will only surround myself with people who support me. Period. Period. And then you can keep that. I think I do that for my whole life. Yeah. As you should. I've chosen that. That is a good way to end the episode, though. That is a good one. I love ending it with these. It always matches. It does. That's weird. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't some sort of no, you trickery, it. witchery. <laughs> you picked it out. You're like, are they tarot cards? I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. I thought it was going to be way more invasive. Well, I don't know. I just... I didn't know how... The way you came at me was like, I have stuff to ask you. Well, yeah, I have stuff to ask you. That was pretty basic. What What do you want me to ask you? No, I don't know. I, I've, I you was, thought I was going to go hard? Yeah, I was interested because most of the kids that come back to me as adults mm. don't... They never tell me how they felt back then or how they, like, what cheerleading did to them or, like, why did you do that to me before? Or I know you did a little bit of that, but... I was more. You thought I was gonna go like you were in my childhood. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Like, did I impact your childhood in a negative way or? No, you did the opposite. You definitely. But you were older. How old were you? Um, middle school, high school, high school. Okay. Yeah, sophomore, junior, senior. I don't know. I felt like I always had like a good backbone coming to Lone Star. Yeah. I definitely. You knew who you were already. Yeah. Got there. And that's something that I didn't get at home because my parents were separated and I never really opened up to them Did about they anything. Did they separate in high school? In middle school. Oh. Well, like freshman year-ish. Thank you so much. Thank you. Join us next Wednesday for another episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and DM me at you look good if you have any suggestions or if you'd like to come on an episode. My name is Abraham Alvarado and you look good.